Hello and welcome to the Road Trip Sports Podcast. My name is Harrison Cook and I'm joined as always by my co-host Oliver Gilmore. Ollie, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good, Harrison. Um, had a pretty chill weekend this weekend, was able to uh, have a few beers, um, had a bit of a social event for my footy club, oh, um, yeah. which actually, I wanted to quickly mention something, because the other night, I'm having a few beers, I'm a little bit drunk, and I'm looking out at the footy oval, um, and I think to myself, imagine if everyone was just out there, everyone at the club was there, I thought, imagine if everyone was just playing a, a game of footy right now, drunk. <laughs> So that would be quite a sight. I've sort of got a question for you. Yep. What sport do you reckon would be the funniest if athletes had to play whilst they were drunk? Oh. Because the first thing that comes I to mind. I think AFL would actually be pretty funny, to be honest. Like, I think so. Try too. to. Because the coordination based games, I think, would be better for it. Because watching people completely miss hit a football would be absolutely hilarious. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, I instantly thought tennis would be pretty funny. But yeah. I almost feel like. Just watching people miss the ball would be... It's just watching people be bad at tennis. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think uh, American football would be pretty fun. Like, um, have you seen the clip of uh, Peyton Manning pegging the football at the back of the kid's head? I don't think I have. Uh, Absolute classic. We're going to watch it after the podcast. But um, yeah, Peyton Manning is doing this ad and he just pegs this football back of the head of a kid who isn't turned around. Hilarious. Kid smacks the ground. Absolutely hilarious. I feel like that had happened a lot with drunk American football, just people just not paying attention, getting pelted in the head. Yeah, I feel like contact would just be a recipe for disaster. So I reckon I'd probably go with something like soccer. I feel like that's enough where you've got the basic skills down pat, where you can still sort of do stuff. Yeah. But then you go to run towards goal full pace or you go to do something tricky or have a shot and just blatantly miss the ball. (laughs) I would just lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be pretty funny. And just seeing people a bit more happy going in for uh, slide tackles, just absolutely taking people out, pegging people. Uh, that'd be pretty funny. Uh, well, uh, that was a bit of a different way to start the podcast today, <laughs> but um, make sure if you're enjoying the podcast, if you like what you hear, uh, tune in uh, and follow us on all the socials at Road Trip Sports Pod. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, you can find us on YouTube. Road Trip Sports Podcast is what you need to search. Uh, any inquiries, if you'd like to get on the podcast, we had Joe on previously. We've also had Hugh on uh, talking about their sports stories. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, Road Trip Sports Podcast at gmail.com is how you can can get in touch with us along with uh, DMing us on the socials. Uh, yeah, slide in our DMs, please. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, on all the socials, we've also got all of our stories uh, asking for mailbag questions, asking your opinion on uh, the icons. So yeah, it'd be great. We love interacting with our fans. It's been uh, one of the pleasures of doing this podcast, as I'm sure you can agree. Uh, but this week, we're talking all things Philadelphia. We've got lots of great segments coming up. Uh, we're going to run Who Wants to Be a Millionaire again. We really enjoyed it last week. This week, I'm going to play Eddie Maguire, uh, much to my displeasure. Um, <laughs> but uh, we've also got the Icon of Philadelphia talking about my trip in 2011, which is 11 years ago. Another old one. Uh, another old one. Uh, traveling to Philadelphia. Uh, it's going to be a great episode. Um, so let's get straight into it with our segment of Who Wants to Be Millionaire. And we've got a sponsor this week, Ol. We do. We're fortunate enough to be provided by, well, provided a new sponsor, Um and we are brought to you by Agalor's Sporting Goods. Uh, their prices are dropping so low, you'll think they're trying to lose money. Terms and conditions do apply. $22 million contract, non-refundable. <laughs> 
he uh, he lost them the playoff game against the Saints. Dagalor did. They were. <laughs> The icon of Philly. <laughs> the icon of Philly. The anti-icon of Philly. Spoiler alert. Um, all right, we're going to do Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Same rules as last week. Uh, you'll have your three lifelines that you can call on. There'll be the uh, 50-50, uh, phone a friend, and ask the audience. Uh, so... Let's get into it with question number one. Question number one in racing. What flag indicates a winner? Is it A, the checkered flag? B, the yellow flag? C, the white flag? Or D, the teal and orange flag? It's funny you said that because I thought, until you gave me the options and I was a little bit worried. But um, <laughs> I saw your face and I was like, if this is the $100 question, <laughs> we are in danger. Um, I'm going to have to go. Can you repeat the options again? I sure can. Uh, a, checkered flag. That's all I need, mate. A, checkered <laughs> flag. You've locked in. A, checkered flag. That is correct for $100. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> the $1,000 question. In what game is love a value? Is it A, squash, B, badminton, C, golf, or D, tennis? Eddie? Yep. I'm going to have to go with D here. D, tennis. tennis. You've locked in D, tennis. How confident do you feel on that answer? Um, Quite, quite confident. Quite confident. Good. Um, yeah, I'd say 99.9% chance, unless we live in an alternate reality. So there's a 0.1% chance you're wrong. Well, there's a 0.1% chance I've woken up on the wrong <laughs> side of the bed, mate, and, and picked the wrong answer here. Well. But I'm pretty confident. Unfortunately. For you. <laughs> for me, you are correct. It is tennis. D, tennis. Uh, question number three. This is the $5,000 question. How many Super Bowls have the Green Bay Packers won? Oh, yes, let's go. <laughs> is it A, three? Is it B, four? Is it C, five? Or is it D, none at all? Well, fortunately, you asked this question um, on the podcast. And be- I have asked previously before, before yeah. <laughs> as to what years they won. I thought that when I was writing these questions. So, I was like, I've, I've done this some point before, yeah. Just to confirm, Eddie, B was number four, is that correct? B is four. four yes. I'm going to go with option B. This would be real embarrassing if you got it wrong. <laughs> this would be real embarrassing. Uh, but a shame for me because B is correct. Uh, you're on $5,000. Super Bowl one, Super Bowl two. What are the other ones? I <laughs> know oh, it's 2011 and, and 1997. Yep, I'm still bad with the, <laughs> the Roman, um, Roman numerals, numerals man. Uh, I can't, I can't remember exactly what episode we did that on, but uh, check them all out and see if you can find the episode where Ollie forgot which Super Bowls he te- his team had won. It'd be XLV <laughs> and then XXI. Yeah, X. <laughs> XXXI. XXXI. <laughs> You've got there. All right. Uh, for ten thousand dollars, we're making big money now. What sport has been played on the moon? Is it A soccer, 
Is yes. it B, tennis? Is it C, golf? Or is it D, cricket? Well, for anyone that's uh, listened to this podcast before, they know that I've actually asked you this question I need a during a trivia. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer is... What was the options again, mate? A, soccer, <laughs> B, tennis, C, golf, and D, cricket. Uh, I'm going to lock in... Tennis. No, I'm joking, mate. It's golf. <laughs> <laughs> it is golf. You've won $10,000. Question number five, the $25,000 question. What innings is Take Me Out to the Ball Game sung at baseball games in the United States? Is it A, the fifth inning? Is it B, the sixth inning? Is it C, the seventh inning? Or is it D, the eighth inning? Wow. Okay. The uh, difficulty ramped up a little bit there. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've I think I've got a bit of an idea. Okay. But talk, I'm not talk, confident. Tell me your thoughts. Talk your thoughts through. You've still got three lifelines. You're on question five, so there's five to go after this. How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. Okay. Um. I think it's between the fifth and seventh. Okay. Did you say fifth? A, 5th, yes. B, 6th, okay. C, 7th. That doesn't actually D, help me. Um, Remember, you do have your lifelines you can use. I, I know you made this mistake last week, but I think I think it's I think it's 7 innings, or at the 7th innings, but do I want to waste a little... It's not so much base when you got 3, but I'm going to lock in 7. I'm, I'm quietly confident. Let's so say ninety percent chance is Tom. in C, the seventh inning. C is indeed correct. <laughs> <laughs> it is correct. Um, the seventh inning stretch, it's known as, it's sung between uh, the two innings, so it's in the right in the middle of the seventh inning. Do you know why um, it's the seventh? Uh, <laughs> good sure question. there's some history behind good question. it there's probably a lot of history about it um, I'll f- I'll find out for you uh, question number 6 this is the $50,000 question how long was the longest recorded point in tennis history is it A 21 minutes this is just one point by the way one point A single point as in a rally. 21 minutes. B, 23 minutes. C, 29 minutes. D, 34 minutes. I don't think I could even last a match (laughs) these times, let alone a single point. Can you... Let's go with... I've honestly got no idea. I've honestly got no idea. Okay. But I feel like I should save the better lifelines till the end. Do you know what I mean? So like the better lifelines. I can Does that mean you're thinking about using one? I'm. I'm definitely going to use one. It's a matter of which one I want to use. Okay. Let's go with fifty-fifty. I'll use the. I'll get. I'll cut myself a fifty percent chance because I got bloody no idea. All right. <laughs> chance. I'm going to take away B and D. So your options are A, 21 minutes, 
or C, 29 minutes. Um, mate, I've got no idea, so I'm going to put C because that's my instant reaction when I'm not sure of something on a multiple choice test. So I'm going to go with C, but I'm, I've got no idea, mate. So before you fully lock it in, I'd just like to remind you that the last two answers you've given are C. Do you think it's a third C in a row? Yeah, okay, right. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not swaying you either way. Is this one of those things where you mentioned last week that you're trying to stitch me up with C? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Who would do that? <laughs> the look on your face says that it's C. <laughs> well... I can see now that you are correct. It is C, 29 minutes. One lifeline down. You are currently on $50,000. The $100,000 question is coming up, and it is what NFL team was originally called the New York Titans? Was it A, the New York Giants? Was it B, the New York Jets? Was it C, the Tennessee Titans? Or was it D, the New England Patriots? Ooh. <laughs> um. You were, you were sitting pretty yeah. fine early. You were looking at me like, are these, are these going to get harder at all? I got you. I've I honestly got, got minimal idea again. Okay. Um, but I, I know it's not the Titans because of their past history. Um, okay. I've honestly got minimal idea. But I'm, okay. Process of elimination. It's not the Titans. Mm -hmm. I think it still could be the Jets. And what was the other two? The New York Giants was A, and the New England Patriots were D. It's not the Patriots, because weren't they... Weren't they, weren't they something else? The Patriots as well? No, they were the Boston Patriots, weren't they? It oh. would help you to tell you, so <laughs> I'm not going to help you. Um, okay, in that case, I'm probably going to go with the G the Jets. So you're locking in B, the J New York Jets. What was C? I feel like you're going to stitch me up with another C. C. C was the Tennessee Titans. Okay, well, I don't think it's a Titans, right. so I'll, I'll stick with B. All right, so you're locked in B. The answer, C, the Tennessee Titans, was not correct. They were used to be the Houston Oilers. <laughs> you, stitch, you stitch up. The answer, D, is not correct. The New England Patriots, formerly the Boston Patriots. Yep, I thought that. Now, it's A or B. One of the New York teams used to be the Titans. The Giants have always been the Giants. Oh, now let's B, go. The New York Jets is correct. And they actually wore, in the Mark Sanchez era, they used to wear um, Titans throwbacks, which you might have seen. What colours were they? Oh, they were like navy and like not gold, but like a real ugly looking yellow. Yuck. Yuck. Like a mustard. Yeah, I think it was navy and mustard or something. It was, it was not, not ideal. I don't like anything about that club and even the Titans, the New York Titans. Ugh, gross. Uh, <laughs> all right. So you've earned yourself $100,000. Would you like to walk away now or would you like to continue playing? 
I've got nothing to lose because I know I'm not getting this money anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> let's keep going. All right, question number eight for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. What is the diameter of a basketball hoop in inches? Well, I think I know this one. A, Hold on, can I just say before you give me the answers? Yep. I think it's eighteen inches, but I could be wrong. Okay. A. 14. Oh no, it's definitely not 18 inches. That'd be way too big. Would you like me to give the answers? Yes, please. Let's do that. A, 14 inches. B, 16 inches. C, 18 inches. D, 20 inches. Now I've just confused myself. <laughs> 18's on there. 18 is on there. And that was my initial thought. It was. Because I, I do remember I asked you, when I was going through the trivia questions to make some from you weeks and weeks ago, I did yep. remember saying this. So my first impulse was 18. Okay. Do you trust yourself? No, I don't, mate. You've got is two really, lifelines remaining. Is it really a full long and a half of Subway subs wide? <laughs> <laughs> is that how you picture like vintages? <laughs> yeah, mate. How big? <laughs> <laughs> Your hands are... I know this is an audio realm. His hands are a metre apart going, oh yeah, 12 inches, add a bit more. <laughs> oh, mate, it's all to scale. <laughs> I don't want to know what you're scaling that off. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> I'm going to stick with my answer here. I think I'm going to stick with my C. answer here. You think I've put another C down? What? Well, <sighs> nah, alright. I'm going to use... Do I want... Because it'd be nice to leave two lifelines... Which I'm pretty confident that'll give me the dub. But that said, I'm not 100% sure. But should I just go with my gut? I. If this was for real money, I'd probably be crapping me ducks or me dax right now. <laughs> I'm going to lock it in. You know lock what? It in. Hold out with your hands how, much you, how big you think 18 inches is. Because that's how big a basketball hoop is. It is, <laughs> see? Let's go. It is 18 inches. <laughs> All right. You're Woo! you're on $250,000. This is legit money. This is like in your bank account tonight. Um, unless you get one of these questions wrong. All right. Question number nine for $500,000. What is the only country to have played in every single soccer World Cup? Is it A... Argentina is it B Germany is it C Spain or is it D Brazil um what <laughs> what is this <laughs> <laughs> I'm currently receiving a phone call from Oliver Gilmore I'd like to phone a friend thank you <laughs> hello how can I help you? Mate, I've just got a question. Okay. I'm trying to win... Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to this win... This is stupid. <laughs> a million dollars here. Okay. My question is, who's been in all of the Soccer World Cups? Can you tell me the options, please? <laughs> Eddie? <laughs> well, unnamed caller, <laughs> the options are A, Argentina, B, Germany... C, Spain, and D, Brazil. What do you reckon, Harrison? Um, 
I think it's very tough to get through in the European leagues. I mean, I've got the answer in front of me, so this is very stupid. <laughs> Let's not explain it. Just give you a damn answer. <laughs> I think it might be D Brazil. You know what, Eddie? I'm trusting him. <laughs> D Brazil. Really? You're trusting him? D oh, Brazil. Good, good idea. <laughs> um, it is D Brazil. You could have stitched me up so hard then. <laughs> I, was really I was I was very tempted, to be honest. Very tempted. But uh, so that I am a man of integrity, if nothing else. And yep, so Brazil are the only team to have played in every single soccer world cup. And that takes us to the million dollar question. Oliver Gilmore. For one million dollars. Which team scored the single most points in a single Super Bowl? So it's just this team, not the Super Bowl as a whole, just this team. Who scored the most points in a single Super Bowl? Was it A, the San Francisco 49ers? Was it B, the Denver Broncos? Was it C, the Seattle Seahawks? Or was it D, the Dallas Cowboys? I'll remind you, you have one lifeline remaining. I don't know that I actually need to use it here because I think the 49ers, they beat the Chargers and they broke the record that year. You sure? You don't want to use your lifeline? Yeah, <laughs> right, I'll, I'll use it. I'll use it. 25% each. Sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. You cynical man. Right, well, my initial thought is the 49ers. I think they beat the Chargers and they broke the record for the most points. I don't think anyone has beat them since then. And I still remember it as the, the highest scoring game. And I remember the Niners beat them considerably still. So I'm just going to go with the Niners here. Okay. So just to give me the options again, just to double check. So the options were... A, the San Francisco 49ers, B, the Denver Broncos, C, the Seattle Seahawks, or D, the Dallas Cowboys? I don't think it's C or D. I think it's between A and B. And just the fact that the 49ers have won so many Super Bowls and that Chargers Super Bowl is fresh in my head, like, I think I've got to go with that. So let's lock it in. Let's lock in the San Francisco 49ers for $1 million. Ooh. Big, big call. Well, I can tell you that in the game you're referencing, the 49ers did not score oh, the kidding. single most points in a Super Bowl. You're kidding. I can tell you that they scored 49 points in that game. Right. I can also tell you that that was the combined highest scoring Super Bowl. So who had the record? I can tell you that the Dallas Cowboys scored 52 points in a Super Bowl. Damn. However, that is not the highest because the San Francisco 49ers defeated the Denver Broncos 55 to 10. Let's go. And that is the record. You have won $1 million. Show me the money. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, very, very well done to you, sir. I reckon I creeped in there. <laughs> I think there was a couple. That There was one there where I particularly... I think it was... The basketball hoot one was a bit of a guess. The one where you called me, I was... That was my hardest question yeah. there. I was, I was angling to get you wrong on that one. I was lucky I had them left. Um, otherwise, I reckon I would have been pretty screwed there. Yeah. 
<laughs> you could have done the uh, old-fashioned save your phone call and uh, call your dad to tell him you won the million. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way. All right. Well, let's move into our next segment now. We're talking all things Philadelphia. So, Ollie, as usual, you give us a bit of a rundown of the city itself. Tell us all about Philadelphia. Yeah, so Philadelphia is a major city in the state of Pennsylvania in the United States. Um, It's got a population of 1,600,000 people, and it's Pennsylvania's most populated city. And it's also the sixth most populated city in the United States and second most populated city on the East Coast, just behind New York. Yep. So reasonably sized city, um, which is why it has four um, professional or four or five. It's got um, more teams, but the main ones that I consider are the Eagles in NFL, Phillies in MLB, Flyers in NHL, Sixers in NBA, and the Union in the MLS, which I actually didn't know before um, researching the pod. Yeah. So they're one of 13 cities with uh, four Uh, A professional team in the big four, as they call them, the baseball, basketball, American football, and ice hockey. Um, Yeah, it's a great sports city. It's an infamous sports city uh, due to their fan base. They've got a very, uh, let's say, passionate fan base who really don't like Christmas. That's one way to describe it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, they... um, uh, we were talking before the pod about the story of the Santa Claus incident where um, the Philadelphia Eagles that year, it was in the 60s, and they um, they were two and eleven, and they brought out Santa Claus at halftime around Christmas time for halftime entertainment. They booed Santa Claus and pelted him with snowballs. That's brutal. Those jerks. <laughs> that is brutal. Uh, not 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 Father Saint Nick. Yeah, <laughs> not my man Saint Nick. They're just a rabid fan base. I remember they had to grease up all the basically all the poles in Philadelphia when they were on their Super Bowl run because they were worried they were going to riot and destroy the city. <laughs> so they're like, let's grease everything so they can't climb on stuff. Luckily enough, they still destroyed the city, but for for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. So I went to Philadelphia um, a while back now. It was 2011. Can you Um, even remember? Bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. Like moments. Uh, One of the big moments was uh, going up the Rocky Steps. I remember that vividly. Um, And me and my brother, we were like, we're going to run the whole thing. Like and because it's it's a there's a lot of steps on that thing. Like credit credit to Rocky, credit to Sylvester Sloan. That's a it's a there's a lot of stairs. Um and yeah, so I was running up the thing. I probably got about three quarters of the way up and tripped and stumbled. <laughs> I didn't quite fall over, but it looked hilarious. Like I was completely like about to stack it, sort of caught myself and finally got to the top. So I didn't get the full triumphant Rocky moment of uh getting up the stairs nice and clean. Uh, but yeah, I did do the arms up, did do the pose, um, and that was a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool moment. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, a little bit underrated. I think I'd certainly have to do it if I visited Philly. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's a bit of a weird one though, like from a movie, you know. It's such, but it is such an iconic landmark. It's such an iconic uh, sports movie as well that sometimes I forget that I, I don't know about you, but sometimes I forget that Rocky Balboa isn't a real person. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think greatest boxers of all time. Oh yeah, like Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, Rocky Balboa. Like they're all, <laughs> <laughs> they're all lumped in together in my head. So um, it is a sports thing to do as well as like a movie thing to do. I feel. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's a really cool thing to do for sure. But what actual real life sports <laughs> things did you do, mate? 
Uh, well, the main thing we did, we sort of uh, went around and saw the Phillies Stadium. We saw a couple of the... We saw the Wells Fargo Arena driving past. But the main attraction, uh, my brother at the time was a Philadelphia Eagles fan. And we went out of peak NFL season, so we couldn't watch a game. Uh, but we did do the stadium tour of the uh, Philly Eagles. And it was a great tour. Um, lots of history. Like, the team's very old team, so there's lots of history. So it's great having that tour guide explaining everything through. But, yeah, it was a great tour. Um, lots of sights to see. Um, the Nest, um, on one of the end zones, uh, is sort of like their fan area. Um, so it was really cool. to The views of the stadium uh, from there was really great. Um, I think the best parts of a stadium tour, specifically, um, is specifically when you get to go in the change rooms. I don't know about you, but I feel like that's my favourite part. Like sitting where the players sit, um, like picturing yourself in that moment, because they usually don't let you run around on the field a lot and like recreate the sports moments. But that's the true part where you can be like, this is what it would feel like if I was an NFL player. Um and yeah, it was really cool just to look around. Like they had all the jerseys up still. Well, it wasn't nowhere near NFL season, but they still put all the jerseys up for um, like in the lockers and had all the kit out in the lockers just to make it feel like it was a game day thing. And um, yeah, I always find that's my favorite part of tours is the uh, is the locker room. Yeah, I mean it's it's a relatively new stadium. It only that is Lincoln Financial Field. It yep. only opened in two thousand and three. Um, holds about seventy thousand people, which I don't think that they tend to get that many for NFL games. Um, if it's a packed house, it's usually only around 50 or 60, just because whilst they say that it can fit out about 70,000, usually it's not that much because yeah. they don't actually have the option to put people on the field. So, um, But it is sort of middle of the range for size. Yeah. Um, newer stadium, but uh, looks like a cool venue. So Yeah, it was a really cool venue to visit. Um and yeah, we, we did get to go out onto the field. We didn't get to run around. It was sort of like walking around the sidelines sort of thing. Um, but yeah, it's always cool to look out in the field. And one of the things that really interested me uh, as a kid and still kind of now um, was looking at all the... Um, when I was in the change rooms, looking at all the uh, uniform requirements for the players. Yeah. Like yeah. the detailed... Like they had like a, a picture of a, of a player... Um, and detailed every single article of uniform and what it had to be, like the, the knee pads over the knees, the socks had to be a certain height, the shoes had to be a certain, like approved uh, brands, all sorts of things. It's interesting, the attention to detail um, on every single facet of game day um, in those change rooms. It's hard to think that players can actually focus on football with uh, with all the extra stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of um, stuff surrounding games these days. I mean, I couldn't imagine um, dealing with the media and then <sighs> just having to play in it in itself. So um, my most memorable game from uh, that stadium would probably be that championship game where they, they did actually flog the Vikings. I think they beat them by <laughs> 31 points. Them, yeah, um, should have been the Saints. I <laughs> <laughs> should have been the Saints. Wouldn't, that would have been a cracker game too. Yeah, wouldn't that have been an interesting game? But... Yeah. um. Do you remember any other uh, sports things that you took from from Philly? Was it, what was it sort of like as a sports city? You know, some cities you travel to, there's sports memorabilia everywhere. Was it like that, or because there's four teams, it was sort of separated a bit? No, they're, they're a very passionate fan base, so there was a lot of sports stuff everywhere. Unfortunately, the time of year, it was only baseball season the time we went, but they were on an away leg when we were in Philly, so it was just one of those one of those things where we couldn't see a game. <laughs> 
while we were there, which is a shame. Um, but it's something that I guess it's on the bucket list then if, if I haven't done it. Um, but yeah, it, it's a it's a very passionate sports city. They're very passionate about their teams. You could really tell that uh, talking to the people around the stadium, uh, the tour guides, the um, people at the merchandise counters, like they're very passionate about the Eagles. Um, very anti Cowboys as well. Because um, my dad, I think, um, I think he mentioned something like quietly about being a Cowboys fan to me and I saw someone look over like they were just like what did you just say like (laughs) (laughs) not my town like (laughs) no Cowboys fans allowed but um but yeah it it was a great city to visit um definitely would visit it again what do you consider is Phillies they're very passionate they're considered probably the meanest and most cruel and conniving fans in sports in America they pelted Santa Claus for snowballs (laughs) I don't think anyone could take that crown um that said, what do you consider, in your humble opinion, Harrison, to be Philadelphia's favourite sports team? Question from Oliver from Newcastle, mate. <laughs> um, good question. Good question. Whoever's winning? That's exactly right, I think. <laughs> um, I think probably the Eagles are there. But it's almost like a love-hate relationship. Like, they love to bash the Eagles. Like, a year after they won the Super Bowl, they're calling for Doug Peterson's head. It's like, hang on a second. Like, you just built a statue of him. Like, what are you doing? Um, so, yeah, I think they've got a very much love-hate relationship with the Eagles. I think that's the most passion The one, the team they're most passionate about is the Eagles. Um, but, yeah, whoever's winning. Yeah, yeah, that's probably fair enough. Um and for mo- most of those big sports cities, you probably think the casual fan as well jumps on whoever's winning and whoever's winning at the time. Yeah. Um, whether it is is the Phillies or the Eagles for that matter, or whatever team it may be, for um, sure they're for probably sure. going to jump on them and, and ride them through the playoffs anyway. For sure, for sure. Um, well, that brings us to the end of our discussion about Philly um, and the experiences of Philly. So we're going to talk now about the icon of Philadelphia. We've got some great nominees for you uh, and let's get into it. My first nominee that I'd like to bring up is the man, the myth, the legend, Big Nick, Nick Foles. Yeah, well, he's a a quarterback for the Colts now, so I don't hate him as much as when he was a quarterback for the Bears. Although... um, the Bears have a tendency to, to destroy any player that they acquire. I thought you'd love quarterbacks for the Bears. They always seem to be throwing games to you. That is true. That is very Mitch true. Mitch Trubisky, the greatest quarterback in Green Bay Packers history. <laughs> Just about, <laughs> mate. Um, but yeah, he was that, that Super Bowl champion and win and did win that MVP. Such an iconic run. Being the backup quarterback to Carson Wentz that year, which it's funny how both of their careers have sort of ended up after that. Like Wentz was an MVP candidate. Um, Nick Foles comes in, wins this Super Bowl MVP that year. Um, incredible. Incredible story, incredible run, and he almost did it again the next year as well. If it weren't for Nelson Aguilar, in fact. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I think he um, he's always been that, that safe quarterback. Yeah. Um, he's been pretty safe. Um, which is probably his criticism as well as his strength. Yeah, which is why it tends to work when you've got a team with a, a solid defense or yeah. a team that's already got the um, basically the pieces built and you've got a system quarterback to come in. It usually, you don't see a dramatic decrease. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
But usually you don't see the performance of an MVP candidate, but he Foles was not was just a system quarterback in that run. Yeah. He was he was definitely worthy of a nomination um, for the icon of Philadelphia. Also tagged along with that would probably be Doug Peterson as well, the uh, coach of that Super Bowl winning team. And to put it in perspective, he had a passer rating of 116 during that 2017 Ooh. postseason. So that's solid. That you know, we usually see around 80 or 90 um, around that mark. But yeah, he was uh, unreal that year um, and was actually selected in the Pro Bowl in 2013, which was I thought was pretty interesting as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you can you know that uh, someone's played well when Tom Brady will refuse to shake your hand afterward. <laughs> 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 He's still salty about that one. Uh, next up, do you want to bring us... Yeah, I think um, a worthy candidate and finalist here is Alan Iverson. And we're not talking about practice. We're talking about what he did on the court, <laughs> in games. We're not talking about practice. And he was an NBA Most Valuable Player in 2001. He yep. was an 11-time NBA All-Star. Also won two NBA All-Star Game MVPs, which I feel feel was sort of built for him. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a very flashy player, had handles for days. Um, but he also did achieve three M- All-NBA First Teams, three All-NBA Second Team, and he's a worthy um, 75th anniversary team um, member yeah so he had a pretty good career wasn't able to get a championship for philly i think it was a lack of pieces around him um he had sort of aging guys on the roster with him yeah i believe dikembe Matumbo was with him um for a couple of seasons but yeah just lacked lacked some pieces iggy was there as well but just lacked the pieces to win i think yeah, I think so. But yeah, very, very flashy player to watch. Very fun player to watch, uh, for sure. Uh, our next nominee is Brian Dawkins, former safety for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, he was a four-time first-team All-Pro. Um, he was a second-team All-Pro as well for one year. Uh, he made nine Pro Bowls, uh, was on the 2000s All-Decade team. And in a stacked era with uh, Polamalu, you had Ed Reed, you had so many high-quality safeties. The fact that he made that team as well um, was just absolutely unst- outstanding. Um, he's a Philadelphia Eagles Hall of Famer. He's number 20. He is retired by the Eagles. One of the hardest hitting safeties of all time. Uh, fantastic player, Brian Dawkins. Yeah, unreal. And what do you sort of make of the the retirement of jerseys? I mean, the NFL's uh, basically allowed players to wear one through ten from skill positions. Yeah. Um, do you think that's on the basis that so many numbers have been retired over time? And do you think that they anticipate more will be retired? Like, when I think about, you know, Green Bay, we're going to lose number 12. I think that'll be retired. Yeah. Um, look, if Devonta Adams retired a Packer, I reckon 17 would have been gone. Like, you just think to yourself, I know this isn't directly about Dawkins, but what do you sort of make of all the retired? Do you think we'll see the retired numbers as much? I think they're going to have to start, like, retiring for a period. Yeah, okay. So maybe like a 20-year retirement where it's like no one's going to wear the number for 20 years. After 20 years, we're going to re we're going to reintroduce the number. What if your number's still going to be in the rafters? It's still going to be a um it's still going to be a big deal to have your number retired, but what if they unless did they it, go to three digits like Yeah, what if they did it numbers. for how many years you spent with the organization? Would that work to I think? like I like that actually. So, I like that. So they are paying back what you paid them. Yeah, exactly. I don't mind that at all. Yeah, no, that's good. But in terms of uh, in terms of Dawkins, he was a very solid player, as you mentioned there. Great safety. Um, and 
I'd say they got their good return for a second rounder there. Um, and, you know, he's probably a medium-sized guy, about yeah. six foot, um, but big, strong, 95 kilos. He, he'll just hit you hard 100%. and fast. And fun fact, he was actually on the Eagles Super Bowl winning team, but not as a player. He was actually a team administrator, so he still got a ring uh, when the Eagles finally uh, won their Super Bowl. And I think that's a, that's a good thing. That's justice yeah, uh, deserved 100%, there. So 100%. You love when those types of players... And the funny thing is, he was only a coach there for 2016 and 2017. So, yeah, I got my ring, I'm out. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Deuces, I'm out of here. <laughs> um, do you want to bring us our last one? Yeah, so our last one is evidently our winner and mm-hmm. our icon of Philadelphia, and that is Dr. J, Julius Irving. So, Dr. J was an NBA champion in 1983. Now, before the he played in the NBA, he was an ABA champion um, twice. He was an ABA playoffs MVP twice, and he also won an NBA MVP. Um, now, there's a lot of great moments for Dr. J, which we'll get into. High flyer, dunker, pretty solid all-round player, and... Uh, flashy before flashy was a thing yeah i was about to say before his time is uh is something when i think of dr j um very much before his time like you said flashy before flashy was a big deal um and i think he led the way for a lot of uh basketball players coming through after him as well well i think we should probably get into our moments now for Um, sure take me through it so number five was a was a dunk over bill walton um, now, this one was, was pretty big, not the most memorable dunk of his career, but he runs the full length of the court, the entire team's defending him, um, he performs a crossover, blows by a number of players, and then glides to the hoop with ease, and just dunks over Bill Walton, who was a seven-foot player, big yeah. guy, um, defensive player of the year, so just jammed it on him. Number four, we have the Rock the Baby dunk over Michael Cooper, um, so this one was a was a pretty memorable moment. Uh, it was in the final moments of a regular season game against the Lakers in 1983. Um, so Irving basically picks up the ball. He charges down the court. Um, he's got one defender to beat, and he says, um, you know what, I'm just going to put this in, and you're not blocking this shot. I'm going to do something a little bit tricky, and I'm going to slam this down. It's still regarded one of the greatest dunks of all time. Yep. So our third moment is his MVP, NBA MVP that is in 1981 so not much to say about there adds to his legacy yeah um, for for sure sure. for sure and I think he had a lot of the ABA um, MVPs at that point Uh, but getting the NBA one um, I think definitely was a legacy builder yeah and that ties in our second moment which was his NBA uh, championship in 1983 yep Um, so he did get that one championship um, towards the end of his career um, about four or five years before he he subsequently retired, um, was that one was unable to win another one, but um, a really cool moment to say that he's a champion. Yep, certainly adds to his legacy there. Number one, and this is probably one of the most iconic moments in basketball, let alone for Dr. J, um, and it's his amazing reverse baseline scoop layup. Um, and what do you really say about this? He's he's got Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in the paint and he's going to block his shot but he goes no nope, I'm going to adjust myself midair um, and 
he finds himself behind the backboard and everyone goes, okay, well, this is just going to be a travel. He's just going to land on both feet. But no, he slides underneath, arms full stretch and does this ridiculous reverse layup. So Insane. that's our number one Insane. moment. Insane. Uh, well worthy. Uh, number one moment. Well, that ends our discussion of Philadelphia. Let us know if you've got any Philadelphia memories uh, that you'd like to share if you've been to a game uh, of one of the Philadelphia teams or if you've run the Rocky Steps yourself. We'd love to hear about it. Uh, but it's time to get into our mailbag now. Uh, so our first question from Riley uh, from the Gold Coast. Best rivalry in sports. Now, um, a, this time of year, a lot of people say, oh, the greatest rivalry of all time, the state of origin. It's a it's it's good. I enjoy the state of origin as like we're both not the biggest rugby league fans in the world, but we both enjoy state of origin. It's not the greatest rivalry of all time by a long stretch. No, I think uh, the NRL loves making narratives that aren't true, and I think that's certainly Gus one Gould of them. Gould loves making narratives that aren't true. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is true as well. Um, I think it's between three. Okay. Um, so I won't say them all just in case you pick one. The most personal one to me would be Green Bay Packers versus the Chicago Bears. I think that has such a long history um, of over like 200 meetings since 1921. They've played each other a number of times. Two oldest franchises in the NFL. Yeah, what what more do you say about that rivalry? It's iconic. It built the league. A modern one, it would be the Lakers versus Celtics. Yep. And um, I've got one more, if you happen to not say this. So what's your one, mate? Yankees, Red Sox. Yeah, that was exactly what I was going <laughs> to say. Yankees, I didn't want to steal your Red thunder. Sox. Um, some of the classic uh, game. There's been some classic games. I, I think it was the 04 uh, Championship Series um, where where they were down. Uh, Yankees were up 3-0 and the Red Sox came back. As much as I don't like the Red Sox, it was incredible. Uh, comeback uh, to get into the World Series. There's just been so many incredible moments between those two franchises that I think that's one of the greatest. I'll also point uh, the uh, El Clasico, uh, Real Madrid-Barcelona um, is a very big rivalry in Spain. Uh, a lot of the English football rivalries are pretty big. Um, you look at like the Manchester derby, uh, Manchester United versus Liverpool, yeah. um, a tr- big traditional uh, rivalries in English football. Um, yeah, good, yeah. L- good luck being in the top 10 rugby league. Yeah, Carlton, Collingwood, uh, even Duke versus North Carolina in college basketball as well. Yep. And I'm sure we could think of more like Ohio State versus Michigan. It could just get the list Ohio goes State, on and Penn on. State, Ohio State, everyone. <laughs> no one likes Ohio Alabama, State. Ohio State. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a big rivalry when teams refuse to use the letter of the university in all their marketing like um when when it's the big game between ohio state and michigan they don't use the m and the o in any of their social media posts they just block it out with an x i think that's awesome yeah for sure and our next question comes from benji from mayfield and he asks what age can you no longer wear a jersey so a jersey without any garments at the footy what age is this no longer acceptable if you're old enough to buy a beer, you're old enough to put something underneath your jersey. I think so too. I think they only look decent with uh, something underneath. No one wants to see the, the guns out. You're not playing a game of footy. And it's even worse if the jersey's tight. There's just no oh. need. Uh, yeah, I think that um, yeah, the guns are on the players on the field. You're never going to look as good as a player on the field, no matter who you are. Um, all right, next question. Noah from Newcastle asks, are the Swans the real deal? 
We saw a fantastic effort at the G against Melbourne, getting up by two goals. Um, yeah, what do you think, Ol? It's a hard question to answer, like, the real deal. I mean, it's a hard what sort of is question. The real deal? Yeah, that's right. I still consider Melbourne and Brisbane as the top tier. Yep. Um, I think as the season moved on, Frio's moved himself up in what I consider to be another tier, being Frio, Geelong, Sydney, and I'd say maybe nearly Carlton and St Kilda, but we'll wait and see. And then I think there's another tier below that. So I think they're going to be a top eight team. I think there's a very slim chance that they make the top four, but I think there's still a chance. Um, I think, funnily enough, they've always been good in Sydney, but the past couple of years they've been ordinary in Sydney, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, they're a good team on the MCG, not so much at Eddie Had. So I think if everything falls their way, they'll be a good contender. But I think it just comes down to September and comes down to health. I think, are they the real deal? I think, yes, no. Like, we're just going to have to wait and see the finals because they'll be there. The biggest problem for the Swans is consistency. They can beat anyone on their day. They can also lose to absolutely anyone on their day. We've seen a game, like they went down to Gold Coast. They almost got pipped by North Melbourne which is embarrassing in and of itself. Like, they 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 can beat Melbourne and then lose to North Melbourne in successive weeks, and there's no explanation why. I think they need to be more consistent if they're going to be the real deal. I think that they have the potential there, of course. They just beat Melbourne. They have that potential there. They need to do it week in, week out. They can't just come out for the big games and then let teams get a lead on them when they're, like, bottom eight teams getting a 40-point lead on them. Absolutely should not happen. If you're if you're the real deal, you should not be going down to bad teams like that. You should be putting away the bad teams in the first quarter. Now, this is why I think it's it's a question for the finals because teams the distance between um, fifth and thirteenth or whatever it may be, it's still not that bad. No, I think basically bounce of a football. Yeah, like I think the Kangaroos and and West Coast are probably on a tier in their own at the bottom now. But I consider that all the teams above them could still knock off a top team on their day. So mm. I think you've just got to wait to the finals to consider whether they are the real deal. But I think um, they're certainly certainly going to be contenders in September. Just please don't let us play the Giants in uh, in September. <laughs> they're our bogey team. I don't think you're going to have to worry about that, man. I don't I think the Giants are making it. <laughs> uh, next question. Uh, Joe from Newcastle, speaking about the top eight, halfway through the AFL season, who makes the eight? Okay. Big question. Melbourne make it? Yep. Agree with that? Brisbane make it? Yes. Frio? Yes. Geelong? Yes. Sydney? Yes. Now you, it becomes a bit of a thing. You've missed bit of a Carlton gap. there. Well, Carlton haven't <laughs> versed a lot of top eight teams, so I'm a little bit worried. I still think they make the eight, but I think it's a bit of a concern. So is, are you jumping I'm off there? Man, right, no, no, no. I'm, I'm still putting Carlton in the top eight. Right. How many I'm, have we got then? I'm putting Kidder in there as well. So we're at six. Now, I think this is, you throw a blanket over Collingwood, um, the Dogs, Richmond, Port, and the Suns, funnily enough. Ooh, it'd be nice to see them get in there. Suns have got a good run, but they're the Suns, so I don't think they make it. Um, I'd beat the Dogs. Port? No. I don't think so. No. So... I think I'm going to go Pies. with the Dogs and Richmond. I don't think the Pies get it done. I'd, oh. I think they've got a chance, but I don't like the Pies and I'm not going to give them anything. Richmond Richmond got to be more consistent. Uh, I think the Dogs can get there. I think they're probably seven. And then I think give it to Collingwood or Richmond. 
Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see how how it pans out because the dogs very inconsistent. Richmond, they're um, all inconsistent from about the bottom, like below the top four. They're all inconsistent, and I think that's the biggest problem with trying to predict something like this is. Yeah, like you said, there's five to eight. Sorry, five to thirteen. There's not much difference. So you could see a team jump up who's who's lower down jump all the way up into the eight. Um, but yeah, I think that there's a clear top four um, at the moment. Yeah, I can I can certainly agree with that as well, mate. All right, next question. Peter from Wyong asks, "What's your thoughts on the wider regulation of sports betting in America?" Now it's funny because I actually thought America were progressive on this issue they they uh they didn't have a lot of commercialized sports betting mm. um you know they had a lot of fantasy sports which they'd lived by for that many years mm-hmm. but um with the online um basically the online and accessibility to gambling online um even vpns are able to jump on and chuck in another country and the government just wants to regulate it so they can make money off it. Yeah. It's like, would Australia ever give up gambling? It's like, no, because it makes way too much money for the government. Um, so I'm not a fan of it. I think it's, it was always inevitable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of it. I I just think the biggest problem I see with gambling is just the ads. They're everywhere. Uh, and gambling is, is talked about and there's, uh, courses on like the RCG courses with the RSA are, like it's the same uh, addictiveness it's it's seen as and it's seen as the same sort of problem for people being addicted to alcohol addicted to gambling yet gambling's on or promoted so heavily like even more than beer these days like you don't see as many beer ads as you do gambling ads I feel yeah I agree and it's it's like every website you look on every sports website it's crazy yeah, it's it's like when they had uh, cigarette ads and they inevitably got rid of those because it was really unhealthy and bad for people, which is probably I think where alcohol has moved as well. I think gambling either has to or should start to uh, move towards that as well because it's, it isn't healthy for people and people get put in situations that, uh, I guess they are in their control, but are they really? If they're addicted to gambling, is it really fully in their control? No, and you can't just switch off the TV and stop yeah. watching the football, which it's on. Exactly right. Um, exactly right. So our next question comes from Rob from Warners Bay, and he asks, do you prefer playing, watching, or talking about sports? Sometimes it depends on the sport. I agree. Um, I love playing American football. It, there's nothing like it for me. I love what like the headspace I get in where it's sort of almost like meditation for me. Like my mind clears of everything else except the play and the game when I play it. So um, when it's American football playing, I love watching a great game of AFL. There's not, nothing beats a cracker down to the wire game of AFL. Like the, uh, like the game I watched the other night, this one's uh, demons game. That was awesome. Um, but yeah, I think it depends on the sport and it depends on personal preference. Can I say all of them? Because I think all of these <laughs> all go into why we love sports. Exactly. The fact we can talk about it, the fact we can play, and the fact we can watch and uh, take in everything, take in the media that comes with it. Um, when I was younger, I'd probably say playing. As I get a bit older, it's it's watching and talking about it and whatever comes with it. But yeah, um, yeah I think you can't go wrong with whatever you pick there and, and all of the above. 100%. 100%. Uh, Damo from Newcastle asks, what college teams uh, do you guys support American football and in the college basketball? 
In American football, I'm an LSU fan. Yep. The Tigers, LSU Tigers. Um, what about yourself, mate? Uh, I'm a fan of Penn State. Uh, it's going to be an episode we'll be coming to shortly, talking about my experience going to uh, State College, going to Happy Valley, uh, and we watched a spring game there. Um, but yeah, so I'm a Penn State fan in uh, in the football. In the basketball, I don't particularly have a team that I really love. Um, I have a soft spot for St. Mary's with all the Aussies that have been there, like Paddy Mills and Della yep. Vidova. Um, and it's basically nearly become an Australian college over there. Yeah. Um, I also do like LSU. Um, I don't mind Duke and North Carolina, which is funnily enough because they both hate each other. Yeah. But I don't actually mind either of those teams if I have to pick a big a big contender there. Um, so I'm going to leave you with, I'll probably go LSU because they're my football team, but St. Mary's as well. Yeah. Um, my team, uh, well, I've seen two uh, games live. I saw a San Diego State. Uh, game and that was really good and then I also saw a Miami Hurricanes game uh, which is really good so they're probably the two ones I like in basketball along with Penn State like Penn State are my if I had to pick just a university to go to in the States it'd be Penn State but um, but yeah Miami and Miami and San Diego State have got a, a place in my heart as well unreal so bit of a light-hearted question for our last one here yep question from Maxwell from Long Island he asks kill one kiss one marry one Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, and Sasha Banks Harrison. Oh, All no. WWE divas. Oh. You've had some time to think about How this. Because I told you earlier. You did tell me, and I still, it's been on my mind the whole podcast. If I sound distracted, uh, that's why. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> what do you do? Pick your favorite child. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um,. Oh, I think Becky Lynch I'd marry. Fair. Here's the question. Here's the question. I think I'd kiss Sasha Banks and kill Alexa Bliss. There you go. There you go. That's the answer. <laughs> That's the hardest question we've had all <laughs> all year. Um, very tough one to answer. Um, moving on now to our lock of the week. We're even. We're tied. The comeback kid, just like the Swans, has clawed back the uh, the big margin you had. It's five all now. So the Swans not only covered. I wasn't confident enough to pick them to win. I should have picked them to win. Um, but they did not only cover, but they did beat Melbourne. Uh, and then your Golden State Warriors, unfortunately, uh, went down in game one. They have since uh, won and have tied the series at one all uh, earlier today. Um, but yeah, uh, so the score is 5 all. How are you feeling? Um, not too bad. Uh, I think we definitely should have won both games, especially being up so much in the first game. The difference yeah. was we closed it out this time. Um but the first game, that was the one that got away. And if we lose the series, I think they'll be looking back at that one. It's um, a I big, think, big one. Yeah, I think they've just got to get one of the Boston two. I think it'll be two all. Um, and then they've just got to win out at home. So, interesting to see. I'm about as confident as I was to start, which was, I think the Warriors are going to win. What, but per- it is what percentage? Like from 50-50? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the Warriors are still the favourites, of course, and they're still going to win it. Uh, I think in six. Um, give give Celtics another win. 
Uh, our locks for this week. Uh, we're both uh, going to have a origin-based lock. Um, my lock is simple. New South Wales win. Origin game one. Uh, Favourites here, the Blues. They are. Um, I actually don't think the Queensland Maroons have got a bad team this year. Better than last year. Yeah, for, for sure. And I, I think it's a, it's a decent team. They could certainly get the job done. So I don't think it's a... It's a uh, it's a lock per se. No, it's a lock. It's already um, happened. <laughs> but lock nonetheless. Mine um, is I'm predicting a high scoring game. I check the weather. There's no rain about, um, and I check the odds. And the line um, that I've chosen to go with here is over thirty one point five points scored. So we're looking Stack at that guy Ollie Gilmore. <laughs> Checking that's, the weather, checking the odds, picking the over-under. That's it, mate. And we're looking at about 16 each, 16 points each yeah. or more. And I think I could see that. I could see it. Oh, yeah. I could see, oh, 20 to 12 still gets us over the line. But I could see a 24-18 score or something um, that's in excess of that, that 30, 32 points, really. Yeah, I could see that as well. All right, well, that's it for our podcast today. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in once again. It is an absolute pleasure to do this podcast for you. I hope you've enjoyed it. Let us know on the socials uh, if you've enjoyed it. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Road Trip Sports Pod. We're also on YouTube. Road Trip Sports Podcast is what you need to search to find us. If you've got any inquiries, any uh, stories you'd like to share, uh, please get in touch with us. You can get in touch with us on our socials, slide into those DMs, or... You can get in touch with us via email. Roadtripsportspodcast at gmail.com is how you can find us. Uh, yeah, let us know any cities you'd like us to talk about specifically, any uh, sports you'd like us to touch a bit more on. Maybe you're a really big fan of ice hockey or, um, I don't know, Bulgarian arm wrestling. Whatever you'd like to listen to, uh, we'd like to give the content that you're uh, craving so yeah make sure to get in touch with us let us know what your thoughts are and we hope you tune in next week see you next time see ya